0: welcome to the midnight entrepreneur i'm your host easton bennett alongside my fellow co-host tyler sindon we are both entrepreneurs who are learning growing and building our own businesses and our goal is to share experiences and knowledge to help you grow and become a successful entrepreneur strap in before we get started, if you have any questions or things you'd like us to cover, you can email us at the at gmail.com, and if you'd like to join our business discord where we talk about wins, business problems, or general questions, shoot us a message and we will get you in there. Tyler, how's it going? I actually, earlier in the day when I was filming the business podcast, I started reading this intro for that intro, just <laughs> muscle memory, it just started coming out of my mouth, I had to redo the intro.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Jeez. What did the guest say?
0: I was like, oh, that's for one of my other podcasts. And then he just <laughs> laughed and then I started the intro.
1: One of your 20 other podcasts?
0: Exactly. So many, I can't keep up with them.
1: Yeah. For me, I, I'm just so tired. I feel like I we either need to film earlier <laughs> or I need to take naps because I'm so tired right now. But yeah, we're, we're grinding through the day. I ended up going for a bike ride because I was so tired. I'm like, I got to do something. So I went out for a bike ride. But we're gonna grind through. I'm feeling a little bit better. I don't think I'm at 100. percent Last week I was still quite a bit sick, but I'm feeling better. Not 100, but we're better. So,
0: last week you were good. you were dogging it last week. Like you thought you were gonna die. <laughs>
1: Pretty close to, but we survived. We're here. Maybe it wasn't my, wasn't my best performance, but you know we we tried to put our best performance out there. I don't know if we actually did, but we tried.
0: That's all right. Even Lou Gehrig died. That's why I like to tell people. <laughs> yeah, Every,
1: everyone goes.
0: Tyler, what's going on with you?
1: Yeah, so the challenge is wrapping up our thirty days. I'm not sure if today's the last day or if tomorrow is. I I filmed one video and I don't think I'm gonna post it. I just filmed it just in case and maybe I'll post it. But it just seems that it's just content to post. But yeah, I've got one day left, and I see here you have yours on here, and I. I was gonna keep bugging you about it because you stopped posting. You said you, because the one podcast you gave us the update. You are like, yeah, I messed up, but I am gonna get back into it. And then you did for like a day or two, <laughs> and then that was about it. So I was yeah. gonna. Get My challenge on you ended a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got I, what,
0: what happened. I burned out, man. Crash and burn. Come on, man. I Come was on. so I was so sick of doing it. What if you stuck with it? I would have had a thirty day accomplishment, but what am I going to put that on a resume? you know, yeah,
1: but what if you stick with it and you don't quit and you get to six hundred days or a thousand days? Imagine where you'll be
0: but imagine how I'll be how miserable I'll be the six hundred days doing it i don't I don't think you'd
1: be miserable you you were the one that brought this up and you thought it was so so cool that someone else got to six hundred days,
0: yeah, it is cool, but then I did it. <laughs> the the uh, the feat of doing it is cool. He's at seven hundred by the way. Now today was seven hundred. Uh, I saw this morning. Wow. And um, wow. yeah, the feat of doing it's cool, but just it was it was always something that I had to do. I'm like, oh shit, I haven't posted yet. I think it's different. I would be okay with posting if I actually had time to batch them. Like if one day I was like, okay, I'm gonna make seven of them. But doing it daily uh, was just yeah, too much work. I told you to do that. And you're like, nah, you gotta do it daily. Well, you only yeah, did that's, like two vlogs. That's what I was going for, though. I was going for the repetition of doing something daily rather than batching because I can batch. I did the talking head batching videos before and that was fine, but I yeah, wanted but you, to. That was my no, challenge is do
1: it daily. Talking head's not fun, no, because then you're you gotta story tell, you gotta find stories within your day and then tell those stories. Casey
0: that. That's if you, you find do. stories within your day, though, that's not batch content.
1: You can do separate ones. I've done that.
0: Yeah. I was just trying to film one every day. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. It's for, We have different opinions on it. But, yeah, I was just trying to like, do it every let's day. Do a,
1: let's do a YouTube challenge. And then that's was different.
0: Like, How is that different? It's not daily. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't film them daily. I'd film <laughs> six of them in one day. Why can't, why can't you just do that on your own?
1: Do it. What do you mean man, do it on my own? Post that
0: damn video. Post
1: that damn video.
0: I got too much going on right now.
1: Man. I do. Nice you should see, you see my calendar, out, man. Coming out of thin air.
0: No. I have, <laughs> I have not stopped working since last Tuesday. Literally like just 14 hour days.
1: What did you do yesterday?
0: Worked all day.
1: Why didn't you text me back?
0: So I was working, I saw it and forgot.
1: <laughs> What'd you work on?
0: I was working on a Silver Ranch edit, video edit. That's How'd still that not done up? that I have to do after this.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How's that turning out? It's good. Is that the one um, you, you made like a story or something? I forget what it was. Oh, I forget. I think you posted a story on your Instagram about something like cool or maybe it was one of your posts.
0: Yeah, it, it probably was. I posted a picture of the timeline. It was just two guys talking probably, but that's probably okay. the extent of that. Uh, I'm not sure. I've posted some behind the scenes from that too. Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like you posted something where you're like, I really like this or I don't know what it was, but.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. Everything's just a, a blur at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling the same way.
0: <laughs> I got a wedding on Saturday. That's my day off.
1: Oh, not filming. Get not filming,
0: not doing anything Saturday. I'm packing it in.
1: There you go. There you yeah. go. Uh, but off. yeah,
0: other than that, challenge wrapping up for us. I've been recently visualizing having a studio. I think I, w- I really want to have a building. I can't afford a building right now, but I was looking online at like buildings in Minot and there's some that are like 520,000 and 600,000 and 650,000. And it's just cool to look at them and be like, man, how can I get there, you know? How can visually, like if I just visualize being in that place, then hopefully that'll help me actually get there.
1: Yeah, that's something that they talk about a lot where just tasting it, just getting a little taste of what you dream of or what you want. Say you want this really nice house, go and walk in front of it and stare at it at like once a week or once a month and just get a taste of it or go to a car dealership and rent out your favorite car and just taste it a little bit. And that's what they say a lot with this visualization type of stuff. And I did that when I was in Florida. One of my runs, I ran through this really nice neighborhood and I was like, damn, these houses are nice. And then I started thinking to myself, what do I got to do to get here?
0: Yeah. It's cool to do that. Cause then it's, you know, you're picturing yourself. It's like, I really want to be here after staring at it. And I was just scrolling online through the buildings. I'm like, man, I want, the more I looked at, I was like, man, I need one of these. It was kind of cool.
1: And then you start brainstorming. How, how am I going to get there? What have I, what do I got to do to get there? And then you Sell start a lot taking of those. Th- then you actually got to take those actions. You can't just visualize and then you're gonna get it. You got to actually take action after that.
0: <laughs> it's like this is what I got to do. I'm not gonna do it though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems like a lot of work. Uh, yeah. Maybe next time. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Do you visualize often? Uh nah, not Have highly. you? I probably should you more. Didn't... Yeah, I feel like you you weren't someone that typically did that.
0: No. Sometimes. How's when it I going get... so far? Sometimes when I get uh, like I want something, a vehicle, like when I wanted my truck, I was like, I ordered a different truck and it wouldn't get here. And I just look at the truck every day. And then same with this building. I'm just looking at the building and I'm like, man. And there's one on Broadway that I drive past all the time. Every time I drive past it, I'm like, I should buy that building. I should buy that. So then last night, I was looking looking at some videos um, of how to like per purchase commercial property and that kind of thing to learn a m- bit more about it. And there's, there's some cool way, there's like, you can like lease to own like rent to own, which would mm-hmm. be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how mm-hmm. much negotiation there is like the building that's, it's been sitting there for literally two months with nobody in it. I should be like, dude, look, get somebody in here, make me a deal. Like, let's make a deal.
1: Is two months, a long time though. I thought you were going to say like two years.
0: No, it's maybe not two years. It's probably been longer than two months, but it's, well, it's probably been the whole summer. Um, but yeah, if I go there and be like, "Hey, you can let it sit empty, or right. you can just let me go in there and I'll pay you." It's just, two thousand is better <laughs> than zero.
1: But what if he's waiting for that right person?
0: Then he can kick me out.
1: Fair. Th- that yeah, that would get baked in the contract or something that he yeah. can kick you out whenever he wants. Free
0: free kick out whenever free eviction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that would, that would kind of suck. Yeah, maybe I should you get in me. there for a month and you get everything set up. And then he's like, okay, you got to leave.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like the, uh, how I can like partner with someone. Like I can't buy a building. But what if someone else bought it and somehow bring in an investor of some sort?
1: Talk with your uncle. See if you'll be, uh, equity investor. What is it? A cash investor? Is that what
0: it... Yeah, uh, I'm not t- one of the two. Uh, yeah. I can't We'd think of it. But,
1: you need some cash. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could do that. Find someone that hey, you can invest in this and then I'll give you X percent or I'll give you X interest. Just different different form of going to a bank.
0: Gotta figure it out. Gotta figure it out. I'm gonna keep researching it. Do it. Take action. What else? What else up with you, Tyler? Yeah, I
1: not a lot of time in the day. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Too much time posting daily fucking content.
1: It's actually taken up so much time. It's like, if yeah, I get that done, I, I, w- I know. It's like, if I get that done, I feel like I accomplished the day. So, yeah, it, it does take up a lot of time. But basically everything that I'm doing, and I was thinking about this either this morning or over the past week, is taking out my workouts because I, I'm consistently working out daily, which I like. But I think I'm going don't, to... I don't know. I want to be able to run again. And then I'll probably take out a few workouts. So then I don't have to waste the time tr- traveling to the gym because sometimes the one gym that has the pool, that's about 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back, 40 minutes of travel time. And then plus changing, get, doing all that fun stuff. So I'm just trying to think of ways to buy some time back. And once I'm able to run, then I maybe do a run in the morning, a bike in the afternoon or a run in the... M- or swim in the morning, run in the afternoons just so it just eliminates the working out and then I can train more on Ironmans. But yeah, a lot of my time is being spent Ironman and <laughs> these uh these daily posts, which I'd like to keep going. But at the same time, I don't want to just be posting to post because I that's definitely like something that we did find during this challenge is that some of this stuff we were just posting to post.
0: Shit posting. So it mean, boils down to.
1: I made I made, it, I, it, I made a video the other day. I don't know if I'll actually edit it and post it, but it was me changing my first flat tire. And then it's just trying to create a story around it. And I think that's something that Casey Neistat would do where everything that he does, he tries to turn into a story. And yeah. I think you were saying that where I lost my drone on the roof or something and then that became a video. And then yeah. it was the retrieval of the, the drone. So... I'm. I mean, if it if I if I'm able to create stories out of it, then and captivate people, I don't. I don't think it's that bad. But then it's actually learning. I think that's one thing that it's helping me learn a little bit. And that's what I was thinking about today, is that I'm learning how to storytell. Yeah, I think that's a valuable skill.
0: It is valuable. I've just learned that over the month, the last month, I had caught up on everything I needed to do, and that almost put me back into like now I'm playing catch up again. And I didn't love that. Like where my edits were on a good pace and everything. And then I was just taking every day. It took me like a minimum of an hour to make something. Some days are a little Mm -hmm. bit longer. And then the posting, but I I learned that I'm like, God, I need to be editing this client project, but I have, Mm -hmm. I need to post today. And it was just this weird dilemma where it again, put me back. That's why I've had to work balls to the wall the last week and a half. And if it, if, if the daily posting turns into that effect or outcome, I don't know if it's necessarily the best thing for me personally. But yeah, I still think I want to post more than I was before we started the challenge, but daily is just a little too much.
1: Yeah, it can. I think especially if you're doing videos, but if you're doing say pictures, I know a lot of people do pictures and that's just a lot easier. And then you could just come up with a quick, caption or whatever and then maybe people will read the caption or I think you could post behind the scenes type of content maybe that would perform all right and then you just come up with some captions with it but yeah it can definitely be a lot having to come up with video ideas and then edit it and then post it come up with a caption for that that as well it can definitely add up
0: yeah no it's a good challenge though we learned a lot through it
1: yeah I don't know if I'll keep. I, I want to, but at the same time, it's like I don't want to be posting just to post.
0: Yeah. You could try to do it, but if you don't have anything worth value that day, then don't. But
1: I think the issue that comes up there is then you get in a habit of not posting that day, and then it trickles into another day and another day and another day. And I think that's the issue with being all right with not posting that day.
0: Trickle down the economics. Standards.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Whatever uh Tyler, that is.
0: what else you got before we go into this week's news story?
1: Yeah, I'm just being lazy with my time and not wanting to do anything with new frame and or Nuevo. <laughs> it's just basically like I was saying, all my time's being spent with and I was listening to a podcast, Alex Ramosi's I, I don't I didn't send it to you, I can send it to you, but I thought it was just really good and it kind of connected with me just where I'm at currently. And what I'm doing. And he just talked about how he just goes all in. And if he has a side, he doesn't really believe in side hustles. And he's the only way he believes in side hustles is if you have a side hustle and you go from and your goal is to turn that into your main hustle, go for it. But if it's just to earn some extra cash, he doesn't believe in that because he's like, just go all in on one thing and say, having a job, you're there to learn. And then at the same time, you get the bonus on top of it of getting paid to learn. So it's find a job that you can learn. And especially like going to meet with them in Colorado, I think it brought some rejuvenation in me to just enjoy being there and in the process. And But at the same time, like I was saying, it's just, there's not much time in the days. And I'm trying to be better. I, I messaged you the other day that I want to try and get my screen time down. I don't know how it skyrocketed, but skyrocketed. <laughs>
0: Too much TikTok. Well, didn't she? Can't you see what apps you were on?
1: I did, but it it just—I think a lot of it. So some of it's the camera app because I take videos daily, and then at the same time, the gym app where I I keep it open a lot of the times because it has a timer built in, and then I want to see the time. So it's a lot of these other apps. So I am spending time on other places, but I am spending some good time on like Instagram and TikTok as well.
0: Yeah. And I think that comes with the daily posting too. It's like, "Oh, I'm here." True. Scroll yeah. a couple of minutes.
1: Like scheduling, yeah. especially for uh this podcast. When I schedule all the content, I go from Instagram schedule, and then I schedule it on TikTok, and then I go, "Oh, I forgot to post today. I got to post." <laughs> Plenty of days left, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I've been forgetting on TikTok to post because I can't schedule there. It's annoying, but Yeah, you can. Yeah, on your post. desktop. You can schedule on TikTok. Yeah. That's news to me.
0: Yeah. I don't know how many editing features are on there. Like if you can add a thumbnail and stuff like that. Um, but you can. Hmm. Yeah. You can schedule. Interesting. I'll and you can schedule. Remember. You can schedule Instagram on face on the meta. If you don't want to do it. on I, your phone, I, But it's hard to add audio yeah. and stuff like that. You know what I mean?
1: I don't add audio. But yeah, I do I do that through my it's easy because I copy and paste everything through my phone. So it's just extremely easy to get it in, get it done, copy paste, boom, boom, boom. Done. Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's going on with you? Anything else?
0: You got something No, nothing else I care to talk about. Let's talk about Dave Portnoy, the greatest businessman on earth. <laughs> the goat. Yeah. So this goat. this week's news story we're talking about Dave Portnoy. One dollar. Yeah, he's purchased Barstool back from Penn National, and he paid $1 for it because there has to be some sort of transaction, and I think that's why he had to pay $1. Uh, and basically, for those of you that don't know, he sold Barstool, the controlling rights to Barstool, for $400 million, I believe, and then he just got all of that back for $1. So pretty cool not on him. Rate. Yeah, <laughs> not bad at all. Penn wanted to go into the gaming industry with a sports book. And Dave didn't love it because there's regulations when you're a publicly traded company where there's things you can't say. And if you guys know Barstool, they're full of just saying whatever you want. And Penn originally partnered with Barstool so they could go into the sports betting world. It didn't pan out super well. They decided to cut ties. Dave bought it back for a dollar. Now Penn has partnered with ESPN and dave has his beloved ba- his beloved baby back for 1 baby back
1: baby back what are baby your thoughts on <laughs> what are your thoughts on him buying the company back for a dollar
0: i think it's pretty sweet i think like best well, i don't know that's a like best business deal i've ever heard in my life he does have to pay 50% if he sells it down the road he has to pay pen 50% of the sale price but i think you had on our notes here that he said he's never going to sell it again so
1: at least, that, yeah, that's what he said. So I don't know if it's going to be true. He's like, I'm never selling it. I'm keeping it till I die. We'll see if that's true or not. But yeah, he did say that. But this is a pretty remarkable deal on Dave's end. And I. it's funny because a lot of the regulations that he talks about is, I think some of it is with the NFL. And it's with Roger Goodell and <laughs> him and, Roger got that big feud going on and it's funny because they'll advertise every single sports betting app there is but they won't advertise anything that's that Dave's associated with
0: yeah it's Roger Adele does not like Dave (laughs) Bordor
1: and Dave does not like Roger (laughs) no
0: but that's you know that's how lovely relationships start
1: (laughs) right yeah well maybe maybe one day they'll bury the hatches and. Dave will be allowed in back into Super Bowls.
0: I doubt it, but uh we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, pretty That's cool. So sto- pretty cool story that Dave bought Barcel back for a dollar. They're currently losing $12 million a year. And he said, I don't care if we lose a million dollars a year, but we can't lose 12, you know? Uh So he's trying to <laughs> clean things up the first day back in his office. Like apparently no one was there. And he's like, what the hell's going on here? So he's he's turning and tightening up the ship, you could say, uh, to get Barstool back to what it was. Do you know how they're losing $12 million a day? Is it just all the employees? Not a day. Not a day. Did I say day?
1: I don't know. Maybe. I meant a year. Oh. $12 million a year. Is it just employee wages, expenses? What?
0: <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. It's a lot of that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Expenses I know over this-
0: their revenue. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. I know they had the censorship issue before, like when Penn was, and then because the one guy got canned because he said a lyric or I don't know what Mm -hmm. he said, but he said something and then you got to be PC. And I think that was one of Dave's first things that he did when he got back in office was hire that guy back because he doesn't care about free speech. Like you can say whatever the fuck you want. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's just so much political PC stupid shit going on.
0: Yep. So Tyler's going to just be saying slurs all over the podcast now. (laughs)
1: It's the plan. If he
0: wants, if he wants.
1: Yeah. But we'll see. I'm not going to try and censor myself.
0: Exactly. Uh, Pretty cool story though. Tyler, let's hop into this week's episode. We're going to be talking about checking our analytics, whether that's business data you have on revenue or marketing spend, or if it's, data you have on checking your analytics on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok. That is what we're going to be talking about today. There's a bunch of different analytics that you can check uh, and we're going to kind of go through a few of those. Tyler, are you a analytic checker? I am
1: someone that does enjoy a good analytic view and looking through the trends and data and all that fun stuff. I, I believe that's one of... My favorite parts about looking at or dealing with clients at work, especially, and then especially on my own personal stuff is just trying to find a graph and then getting that upward curve because no better way for it to go than up. I don't know what what would be a good one that would go down, but yeah, it's just fun to look at and analyze all the data and analytics and making sure that everything's trending in the right direction. Do Do you enjoy looking at the analytics?
0: I don't know if I would say I enjoy it. I do it because I think it's important, but I think you're more so like you get excited to look at them or I more so just do it just to get the information. Just just because you have to. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. It's just smart to do. So, I mean, I look at them. I, I definitely don't look them at a, look at them as much as you. I could probably look at them more, but I check here and there and try to analyze especially for some of the clients, like when you're creating client work, I look at how those videos are performing and see what's working and what's not working. And then tailor the next project or next set of videos to the ones that are working a little bit more. So I do it, but I don't do it religiously.
1: Shouldn't you be dealing with clients a lot and analyzing their analytics and their KPIs and all that fun stuff?
0: Yes, in theory, if they actually <laughs> would listen to me, but most of them just don't.
1: Because lot I think that's a big part of your business and trying to improve their business and what they're coming to you for. You would think they're so. They're trying to go from X to Y and you're there to help them get from X to Y, to bridge the gap. And a big aspect of that would be looking at analytics and making
0: sure that they're getting a good ROI on their investment. See that's what I tell them, Tyler. But when I ask them, "We're at X, what is Y?" They never know what Y is. And then when I say we have to pick a Y, they just really never do. So a lot of times we'll do a project and they just want it videos. ends. Yeah, it ends up they just want videos. I'm like, okay, well, if you don't have a, a target to aim at, you're gonna get these videos. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's super interesting that you phrase it that way because that's literally what I talk to all my clients. I say, hey. What is something we can try to measure and track here? What are we creating? Or are we just you know ship hosting? But some of the uh, some of the projects that we work on are just branded pieces. So, you know, we're working on something for like North Dakota tourism in Southwest North Dakota, and that's all on just a branding piece to try to get people to move to Southwest North Dakota. Are there KPIs where you can say, okay, how many people moved here from this campaign? Mm-hmm. Not really. Uh, it's more so just branding pieces. So some of them are easier to track when they actually have something to track and want to track something, but others you just take the cake and run.
1: That's weird. They don't want to track any of the... Do they just not look at analytics or what's the... I just don't think the they're uh, that advance.
0: I, I think they're just thinking I have to create content because that's what I have to do for a business like social media-wise. You
1: know? <laughs> they're just doing it because... Someone told them to, or they, because yeah, everyone else is doing it. Interesting, interesting yeah. tactic. We'll see if it pays off, Cotton. <laughs> Old strategy, Cotton. <laughs> we'll see if it pays off. But yeah, yeah, I don't, maybe you should try and be more assertive with it. Maybe, maybe I'm pretty make assertive. it required.
0: Could do that. Yeah. Or
1: maybe, maybe say, hey, it's an extra $100 if you don't give me any KPIs.
0: I could do that. You owe me an extra $69. <laughs> 69
1: 420
0: 69 Yeah. <laughs> extra $4,069. 4200 I don't know. Whatever. $420.69. But yeah, I probably maybe should do some analytics. But as far as checking analytics goes on my personal end, I really like, I think I'm more of a projector. I like to look at projections rather than past data. Uh and they kind of go hand in hand because if you don't know the past data, you can't really look at projections. But I like to look at one thing as like revenue. It's like, okay, here are the jobs in the pipeline, here are the ones that are already closed. Okay, in the next X amount of months, this is what we have coming in. And you know, in the pipeline, the ones that aren't closed, if we close 10% of these, this is the revenue that's coming in. So I like more so that side of things rather than looking back, being like Oh, this is what we had this month or whatever it might be.
1: So what do you typically use or look at when you're doing stuff like that?
0: The projections? Yeah. Uh, well, I have a business, like a master sheet of all of the revenue and leads, like companies that are in the pipeline. Um, And then I just manually do it. So like there's a column like here's people that are already closed that invoices haven't been sent out, but a contract signed. Here's people that we're currently talking to, strategizing, trying to close. And then there's totals at the bottom. uh, And then you can do some mental math, you know. (laughs) Sounds fun. Is it's
1: it's all right. (laughs) Is that the only stuff that you like to look at for analytics or? Is there, is that like your favorite thing or what's some, like, is there anything that you enjoy
0: looking at? I'd say I enjoy looking at that because that feels tangible to me. So it's like, okay, if I'm looking at the next five months, I know I have a hundred thousand dollars coming in. Then I can be like, okay, what am I going to do with this money? You know what I mean? Whereas looking in the past, I always, it's hard because you have to analyze it. Like let's use content. For example, if I'm looking at a video and I'm like, okay, this video got 2000 views and this one got 300 why? That's all speculative. you know. It's like, well, I think it's because of this. It could be because of this, but then you got to test it again. And then you're wrong. And then you're like, well, shit, it wasn't because of that. So that's the stuff I don't really enjoy. Um, Whereas I wish I had the answer, the key to the kingdom. That's like this task that I produce and this service that I give will always produce this outcome.
1: Do you think it's because you're potentially more Financially motivated in that sense because you see the outcome with the payoff being money. And then the other one is you don't see the outcome. And maybe it's just, oh, I get 500 more views or I get, yeah, like you,
0: the payoff is more work half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, not that I'm necessarily like money driven. But I think money is a motivating factor for a lot of people. And when you see those kinds of numbers, it makes you want to go out there and get more jobs and get more work, right? Because you have that feeling of like, this is what this is like. Whereas it's hard to do that with a viral, maybe if you have a viral video, like we've had a couple on the Three dudes podcast get 1.3 million views and 700,000 views. So that's kind of cool, but it's way harder to get those, I think, than it is to look at a revenue standpoint which is weird. You'd think views would be easier than making lots of money.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I forget what I was going to say, but maybe if there's a way for you to like you get to a certain point where there's a way for you to track it back from every 10,000 views that I get, I end up landing two clients, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you're able to see that data and then you you look at it in a different perspective.
0: I think that's the one thing why I don't really like looking at data a whole lot, like views and um, views and likes and shares and stuff on like Instagram or Facebook, because I think it's all a part of the same machine. One thing isn't directly correlating to something, but having social media content piggybacked with having the business podcast, piggybacked with the warm outreach, piggybacked with the cold outreach, piggybacked with, you know, the portfolio on my website, all of these things combine into generating more clients and more leads where I can't point to Instagram and be like, well, that video, unless someone like swipes up on a story and says, Hey, work with me. But it's hard (laughs) to pinpoint like, Oh, this person has been watching my content for three months. And now they decided to work with me. The only way I think you could do that, which is an exception that I've actually was thinking about yesterday that I think I want to implement is creating this funnel. And I think we talked about this with ads before, too, but using that organic content as the first step is pulling that person in. They see your video. okay. second step is they go to your profile and they maybe look at some of your pinned post or whatever you can get them to stay on your profile for. okay. and then they maybe follow you. After they follow, they're still seeing some of this content, this value content. And then eventually from your profile, they will go to a a link that takes them to some sort of landing page to either give them that lead magnet, that book, ebook, whatever it is, to then turn into a client. So I think that's a good way to track it if it's coming specifically from social media. But it's hard to pinpoint if an exact video is working where I think it's all a giant group of pieces of content that's... Closing that sale. There's a lot of talk. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. it's tough to exactly pinpoint it unless you ask them directly, like what video or how did you yeah, yeah, exactly. But then at the same time, you might even have to go a layer deeper than that. I came from TikTok. It's like, okay,
0: did you come from a specific video? So And I have that on my website too, a drop down box of where did you hear about us? But the amount of jobs I get from my website. Compared to jobs from word of mouth, people calling or emailing me, literally like 2%.
1: Maybe it's because you haven't been posting content (laughs) for BCM and there's no
0: traffic being driven to your website. But even when I did post a lot for BCM, it's not like a lot of people are reaching out from the website, you know? Yeah, I guess. And I think that's probably no. It's more so it has to be strategic content rather than, Mm -hmm. you know, like if I'm posting on BCM, let's get them to go somewhere. I don't want people to just land on my homepage of my website. I need to make a landing page really is what it comes down to.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to have the call to action. Hey, go here. And then at the same time for you, it's a little bit tough for you to land, say someone in North Carolina. I know you kind of random. Are you still looking at outreach to other people in other states with your people that you have set up throughout the country? Are you still doing that?
0: I haven't in probably about a month and a half, mainly because the busyness in North Dakota, uh-huh. where it's like, I need, to, I'm trying to implement a structure right now that that can happen in the background. I've been looking at like hiring some VAs, virtual assistants for the people that don't know, to be able to do that in the background. But right now it's just, I need to figure out a structure that's allowing me to work on the business and in the business because it's on this roller coaster right now. Of Okay, now you're working in the business for a crazy amount of time. Okay, now it's slowed down and you can work on the business.
1: I think you got to hire an editor.
0: I think so too. But that's the – oh, I actually have a lead on that. My buddy is going to learn, not Alex because he's a dud. Um, but my other buddy's like, I want to learn. I'm like, I'm not going to pay you, but if you can learn and it starts to look good after you learned – Then I'll hire you.
1: But I think, yeah, I think that's where you're caught up. I think you need an editor. Once you get an editor, it's going to free up so much of your time. You're not even going to know what to do with it.
0: I'm like, God damn, what do I do, man?
1: (laughs) Check analytics. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Honestly, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Work on your website. Make daily videos. (laughs)
0: 2024, that's what we're looking at. (laughs)
1: 2024 is going to be a big year.
0: It's going to be fingers crossed. Um, all right, but that's a lot about me, Tyler. What about you checking analytics? What are your thoughts on it? You do it. What do you I, like to do? What do you hate to do? Why do you yeah, like it? I,
1: I, so like I said, I like to see the, gra- the graph going up in that right direction. I like to check a lot of my stuff that I do like to check. It is YouTube, podcast, and then that's mainly for this specifically, and then also for my new frame stuff. And then at the same time, I also have the personal YouTube. I just posted a video the other day, the signing up for an Ironman with no experience. And it's actually doing pretty decent. I think it's the Ironman brand name. And people in that, I guess, segment of the market that enjoys triathlons or Ironmans or whatever it might be, it's popping up for them. And YouTube's recommending it to them. So I've been actually getting some decent views there. And then yeah, I, I I like to stay high level with everything. There you can go so in depth with so many different analytics and you can look at such minutiae details and all that fun stuff. But I just like to stay high level. It's like what are the views? What are the impressions? What's the click-through rate? And you go from there. Are you gaining subs? Or are you not gaining subs? Are people staying? Are they not staying? Why aren't they staying? I don't really go into deep depth with that. But yeah, that's. It's so hard to know. Things. Like, I don't know how. Right. Like, how
0: can I tell if some why someone's not staying? You know, that's what I struggle with.
1: Yeah. Like, a lot of the times, especially with YouTube, they say you want to repeat the title within like the first three seconds of the video. So it reassures the person that clicked the, the video, they know they're in the right spot. And then you got to leave them with another question, unanswered question. So they want to stay around, get that question answered. And then you got to create like this loop where it just keeps them there to constantly watch and stay there. So... Yeah, those are a few of the main things. I also look at Ahrefs or Ares, however you pronounce it. That's just basically looking at keywords. And then at the same time, I don't very often, but sometimes I'll look at Instagram analytics.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a crazy world that you can really, if you go deep into it, you can go into a mm-hmm. rabbit hole of figuring out such minute details, like you said. And I don't, I try to leave it as surface level as possible. I think. If I did have an editor one day where I had some more time to get freed up, I would look at those things a little bit closer. This also got me thinking that we talked about this in a previous episode where you invest in your business, invest in things. I think you said, Alex Ramozzi said, if you're not a millionaire, you're paying the difference to not be one where if I could have some free time where maybe I bought a specific course or a specific book or whatever it is on analyzing YouTube analytics or something specific about this, right? So then really hone these individual knives rather than a giant sword. So it's like, okay, I have figured out that this is the problem I want to fix, right? YouTube analytics and growing the YouTube channel. Learn as much I can about that. Okay, I'm good. Okay, now I'm going to go over and I'm going to learn about lead magnets. How can I really hone in on Facebook ads and driving people to the landing page and getting people to download my free ebook, whatever it might be instead of buying an overview book that just talks about analytics, really pick those things. That's it's solving a specific problem, whether it's a course or a book or a video or whatever it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever bought like a book on analytics or anything like that to help you out or, just kind of run and gun learn learn as you go or watch any youtube videos learn i feel as like that's you go, for me i feel like that's how i've done it it's just and it, i don't know i feel like it's simple you just look at the graph try and analyze the trends and if it's going up it's going up and then maybe figure out why it's going up
0: yeah that's the hard part <laughs> figure out why
1: <laughs> it's true the 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 what is it the question to all life's mysteries.
0: Why? <laughs> yeah. Now I need an editor and I need an analytic analyzer and I need a, a Data analyst. Yeah. Data. Yeah. That's what yeah. they're called. I was going to say, what's the professional name for them?
1: Yeah. Data anal- data analyst. I think they're good at, at Excel.
0: Yeah. Bunch of spreadsheet <laughs> people.
1: Proficient in Excel.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the reason, you know, the pros of really checking your analytics is because if you don't do it, you're kind of just shooting in the dark. You don't know what's working. You don't know why it's working. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the main reason why I'd say I check them to at least have a semi-target of what I'm trying to get and to adjust as I go. Um, but other than that, I keep it pretty surface level.
1: Yeah, same.
0: pretty much the same with me.
1: I, I think if you're a service business, say for you, like we were talking about earlier, and then for myself, making sure that I'm able to track analytics so it no so the client is able to know that they're getting a good positive ROI on their investment through you because for me especially I they're paying me to make sure that they're increasing their revenue, they're gaining new clients. You want to make sure that there's tracking and analytics in place to make sure that they're able to see the ROI that they're getting off that.
0: Yeah. And that's just Kind of got me thinking like maybe like because some of the videos I do, it's like they have a different plan. So it's like I could create a 30 second ad and they already have a plan. They want to use this 30 second ad on a local promotional, whatever, like a streaming service. So it's like, OK, they have the plan. They just need me for the production and to put the 30 seconds together. But for the clients that don't, let's say they come and they say, well, we want a 30 second ad. And like, well, where are you going to put it? And they're like, oh, we don't know. Then that's where I'd say, well, let's create you an ebook, uh whatever it is, and start tracking. That way maybe we go emails. Here's an email list. How many people on the email list? But yeah, it kind of reminds me of just really punch down on getting that KPI. Matters more than you think. Where sometimes I am naive and just forget about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that I still need to freaking do. I'm I'm slacking. I just got in her website's back end and I need to make some... Make a contact or a thank you page just so I can track any conversion and I feel like at the same time I need to make a landing page to send them to from the Google ad, so it's able to track that specific conversion as opposed to phone call leads.
0: yeah, how's that client going by the way?
1: I emailed her this morning. I believe I she didn't reply or anything, but it's not too bad I brought it up in a previous episode that we'd landed a client in North Carolina so that's really good to see that and especially only a couple weeks in from starting I think that's still really good to see some like positive ROI there that it's actually working and paying off and then I don't know I it's tough for me because I still still don't have the conversion tracking set up properly and I'm not in her office or whatever it is to hear from her how everything's going so the only reason I found out about that is because I was emailing her asking how everything is what she's hearing if there's anything I should change and what's going on whereas if she never if I never asked any of that stuff I wouldn't have known about this client being brought in so it's I think it comes back to setting up conversions properly and then tracking all the analytics and I think that's important so you're able to validate your work.
0: Yeah. Add it to your to-do list. Have you gotten paid yet?
1: No, I got a, I was going to reach out to Buddy and then see what he was going to do. And if he didn't want to do anything, I'm going to have to reach out to her and send, send her an invoice.
0: I yeah, get that invoice flowing, boy.
1: Yes, sir. going to have to learn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, any, uh, anything else you want to add to this before we move to this week's business idea?
1: No, I've, i I, enjoy I analytics. Like this, <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like this is more of a mastermind between us just talking through our thoughts on it, but uh, hopefully you guys took a little bit of something from this, this week's business idea. It's going to be a shit, shit box one. Uh, it's called Photo photos app. And I was thinking the other day, you you see all these girls and they're taking Instagram pictures downtown and they're taking this, that, the other thing, whatever it might be. And It's like the Uber for photos. So imagine there was an app where you were going downtown with your friends is super spontaneous and you wanted a photographer there. You could get someone there to take the pictures or if you, it's, it's almost for like the quick projects, you know? So if there was like a baker and he's like, Oh, I got this cake that I got to bring to this wedding. And I don't have anyone to take like professional pictures of it. You could go on photos app. Boom. There's a photographer (laughs) there within an hour, within 20 minutes, you get it quickly very low level productions, they would have to be, but something to have like photographers on demand.
1: Hmm. Uber for photography. I think I thought of something similar to this, but for videography, and it was maybe not really similar. It was more so like your birthday party, and then you can have like your turn your life into a movie type of deal. But yeah, that's interesting. Just Uber. create an an uber yeah for photography
0: well and it's weird because like it's obviously a higher end industry where some photographers most photographers they're like they're kind of expensive so how would you find that place in the market where it's cost effective for someone to just go and take some photos downtown with some friends and also have the photographers care enough to want to take that job
1: i think it would be something similar to fiverr though would it it not be It'd be, you can sign up and then maybe you can just turn it on and be like, hey, I'm available or every, <laughs> just constantly available. <laughs> yeah. Turn it off. Turn off when I'm sleeping. And but then, I suppose it could be yeah. like
0: a side hustle, you know?
1: Yeah. I, similar to Fiverr where it's just all localized and maybe maybe you're traveling somewhere and you want you don't really know any of the photographers there and then you just go on this Photos app, and then you, you you get this photographer. They're on demand. Hey, come, they'll be there in twenty minutes.
0: Photo that'd be nice because if you're like, let's say you went to Vegas. I like going to Vegas. Say you went to Vegas, and you're like, man, I got to go on Photos app. Let's take some photos of us going out before or whatever it is, you know. Or maybe we're going to this cool yeah. boat thing where we're going on a boat tour, and you're like, ah, oh, let's bring a photographer. It'll cost us fifty bucks. All five of us we can each chip in ten bucks each.
1: Yeah. I'm thinking about how it would work being paid. Cause are you paid hourly? Are you paid by the photo? How does that work? Because then that starts to get complicated.
0: I think there would be packages on on the the app.
1: You choose what now you would
0: that would the app regulate it? Would the app say okay, it's an hour for 15 photos? You know, or would mm. the or would the individual photographers throw their own like, oh, I have this package, but I think that would get into too much of a marketplace where it's like, oh, we can get this high end photographer, but it's nine hundred dollars. You know what I mean?
1: You get them hire someone for eight hours, unlimited photos.
0: Yeah, which is that after that, it's like just go to like a regular photo website.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if it's like, yeah, I that. The reason I say that is because say you're in Vegas and you, you want the night out and it's like, document this. Take yeah. pu- pictures so we can remember this.
0: Yeah. I think it'd be more so like Fiverr where, yeah, they would have their own individual packages and then maybe the app yeah. makes, them, uh, makes them have three tiers, you know, tier one, tier mm. two, tier three.
1: Makes sense. So then you I you pick that. your
0: creator and you pick your tier and then boom, you got it.
1: Okay. Not bad. We got. We worked it out. We got. Yeah, somewhere. we did. The start is gonna be a <laughs> shit box,
0: but we got there. Fuck, great idea. Yeah, we got it's there. right behind gas pass. <laughs> <laughs> I still uh, like a, gas pass. Gas pass is a great idea. Yeah, that's my favorite so far. Um, you got anything else to add? Otherwise, wrap her up. Let's wrap it up. That's episode 54 of The Midnight Entrepreneur. If you have any questions you'd like us to cover or answer, you can email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. If you found value in this content or found this entertaining, share this with a friend or post it on your story. If you really enjoyed the show, we'd love a rating and review wherever you're listening. Talk to you guys next week for another episode of The Midnight Entrepreneur.
1: If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Zig Ziglar.